What makes a law firm? It's about passion, knowledge, understanding, and service. That's what defines Fluxman's. In this podcast series, we take you behind the desks of some of South Africa's smartest legal minds. Jack Palani is an expert in commercial and corporate law. He advises clients on corporate and commercial transactions, mergers, acquisitions, and BEE. Jack graduated from WITS with a BA in 1999. He got an LLB in 2001, LLM in 2002, and most recently an MBA. So some people would say you're overqualified for everything, Jack. Um, <laughs> but he also has been a director of Fluxman's. He has been a director of Fluxman's since 2004. He sits as an independent trustee on various empowerment trusts and uh, was the chairperson of the tax board for the hearing of income tax appeals. That is an enormous amount of responsibility. It sounds to me like you're a natural lawyer through and through. I hope so. Um, I mean, law is what I love, and that's what I do. So. When did you develop this love for law? I think when I was young in rural Limpopo, um, I didn't know much about lawyers, but I, I was exposed to a few professions. Teaching was one of those, nursing, but I thought, well, nursing... Maybe I've, I've never seen a male nurse until recently. I've got a friend who's a male nurse, so that wasn't to be. Medicine, I actually realized, I think I was doing, it was called standard seven at the time, that that is not for me. I got injured, rushed to a nearby clinic, and I think I, I, I passed out, and I realized, nah, it cannot be medicine. You know, and um, I, I, I heard about lawyers, but at the time, I think it was more about criminal law, uh-huh. you know, and I thought, yeah, one day I want to be a lawyer. I just didn't know much about what it meant, but I felt like I want to be a lawyer because I, I was involved in different debates at school, you know, so I thought, hmm, this should be the profession that one should uh, pursue. But at the time, to tell the truth, I knew little, you know, about law, you know, so... But I'm, I'm grateful that I finally met someone who sort of guided me in the path. Who was that? Um, I, I call him my white dad. Uh, that was my mother's former employer. Uh-huh. You know, um, I think my mother started working for him in, I think it was in 1992. I was a student teacher at the time. I know it's not on the stuff that you have read. You know, and I got to, to come to Johannesburg during school holidays. And it so happened that he was a lawyer and said, yeah, this is what I wanted to do. And he started explaining to me about commercial law. And I was like, yes, that is what I want to do. You know, so. It's incredible. It's such a, uh, an interesting aspect of the law. It, it seems to some people that it's a fairly general area, but it's very specific. And, and commercial law and all of its various you know, sub, sub subjects, uh, sub um, topics, is actually a tremendously involved part of the law. Some people spend their entire life, as you've started to do, specialising in that. Um, what drew you to that aspect of it? Um, I think my my me being introduced to to my white dad, uh, Dino, mm-hmm. because I actually got to see that there is more to law than criminal law. Um, and somehow, um, I always believed I'm a nice guy, I think, from a young age. So uh, criminal law was great, but I thought you have to lie, you know, to be a good criminal lawyer by then. I mean, I didn't know. But when I got to meet him, um, and, and using the word commercial law, I thought I had to have commercial courses. 
you know, to be a, a commercial lawyer. And mm-hmm. he said, no, you don't need that. Um, you just need a qualification in law. But what you should do in terms of electives, you know, take commercially geared uh, courses. You know, this is where you start talking about companies. You start hearing about uh, big monies. I mean, I remember, I think I was a, I mean, I went for, for VEG work and uh, there was this matter. I think it was for the first time. Um, hearing people talking about millions and I thought this should be a joke and there were real people you know talking about money and I mean it was a million I was like yeah I have (laughs) never had you know you get to hear about it but I got to meet somebody who was talking about this and it's like wow okay this is what commercial law is all about and I thought ah this is what I'm going to do I'm not going to be fighting people per se but I'll be helping people to structure their businesses and what did you do your LLM in what was your thesis I did my LLM in, in telecommunications law. Um, and I think at the time I was still a, a, um, a candidate attorney. Uh, my, my former boss was not chuffed to tell the truth that I, I decided to do my master's without him knowing because it's demanding actually to be a candidate attorney. So it doesn't work that well. So, but telecommunications for me was like fascinating. I mean, at the time you thought, well, things are just going to be telecoms, you know. So I thought, well, this is what I am going to do. Well, that was, that was insightful law. because telecommunications law has become a, a, a very involved and complex subject and it's become an area of enormous growth worldwide. Yeah, that's that's so true. But I guess at the time I didn't know, but it was just fascinating. Um, and and the, the, the other reason that I did it was because at least I got funding to, you know, to, to do that, you know, but... I, I somehow thought it's a new area of law, you know, and as such, you know, one can actually be one of the first people to to get involved in telecommunications uh, law. But you're, you're right. I mean, it's it's actually, it's growing, fascinating, mm-hmm. um, and I think uh, a bit complicated now in light of everything that is happening. Well, what do, what do you think this, the status quo is in terms of, of how telecommunications law in South Africa has ended up uh, turning out has ended up uh, progressing the, the, the way that you say it's now complicated. Do you think that it needs to be? Is, is that a result of the businesses themselves making it complicated, the, the government making it complicated? How, how do you think our current situation with telecommunications law is? I think, um, I mean, I would think we, we still have a lot uh, to, to catch up on, you know, in terms of the way things are progressing in so far as telecommunications, you know, is concerned. Because, I mean, some years ago, you know, when you're talking about jurisdiction, you'll be saying, well, I'm doing a transaction in South Africa. But now uh, you can sit here, actually transact with people anywhere. And the question is always, well, how are you going to find jurisdiction? Because if there are issues, you need to be going somewhere. You know, there's issue of, of the applicable law, which, which law is also going to be, you know, to be applicable. You talk about privacy, for example. Mm. You know, um, people can actually pry into what you're doing from wherever. You know, uh, you talk about social media. You know, it, it has become very complicated. And I think the lawmakers probably are thinking, how are we going to catch up and how are we going to, you know, to deal with this? Because it affects everything, including businesses, you know. So are, there, are there any countries that you think are really getting it right in terms of regulation and so on? I, I don't know whether I'll say there's any. Uh, for me, I think it's, it's uh, I guess people always go to the U.S. I think, you know, it's, it's how quickly, you know, you, you catch up. Because 
you know, the way things are with technology, things are changing all the time, you know, and the lawmakers are always playing uh, catch up, you know, so I, I wouldn't say there's any country in particular, you know, that is doing well, but there's this thing, unfortunately, that the U.S. seems to be to be leading, you know, in, in, in many things, you know, including including technology, so... And I think that's that's also the case in terms of the uh, in terms of their laws, insofar as technology is concerned. So, how important is it for you to keep on top of things as they change? Do you have to constantly? You seem to me, by virtue of just your qualifications, to be someone who's intent on knowing as much as possible. But that requires time outside of the time that you're charging fees for actually doing the work. Yeah, that's a that's a difficult one because. I, I, maybe it's just my background. I always say to people that I am challenged somehow, and therefore I need to learn as much as possible so that I can I can sound clever, you know. Um, and sounding clever, it's actually more about the knowledge. Uh, I don't think you need to be to be too too intelligent, you know, to be clever. But you you need to know, and knowing means you need to 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 read. You need to spend time with people who know and learn from from those. So I I always I mean if I develop an interest in a subject, I will always if if I'm if you see me on my phone, which is uh, something that you would not necessarily see, I will be reading something about a topic that I'm interested in. You know, uh, on 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 Twitter, I don't just follow uh, people, but I follow people who I believe. You know, if I'm to read a piece of whatever they say, you know, it's going to help me in terms of, of gaining more knowledge about a subject that I am interested in. But you are also a family man and you've got kids and you, you have a, a, a life outside of the office. Yeah, I, I, I'm a family man. I think, um, I hope I'm doing well in, in so far as that is concerned. Um, I, I love my family. I always say, you know, my family, my family actually comes first, you know, um, my wife and kids, I, I make sure that whatever I do, they are somehow involved. I prioritize them because I am of the view that if you don't get that right, then it's going to affect everything that you do. But that's just my, my personal view. If I'm happy at home and happy means stability and everything else, then I should be able to do what I need to do during the day. You know, that's, that's how family for me, it's, it's very important. How important are the the guiding precepts of something like your religious faith in in what you do? Um, I, I my famous phrase is "I am blessed." Uh, I think that's my my belief in God. It's actually what drives everything that I do. Um, because in law, you're gonna find all sorts of things. In transactions, you meet all sorts of people, and people will always. Um, tell you what they want, and lawyers unfortunately tend to be thinking, okay, how do we find ways of doing that which the client wants? You know, so that I, I believe that it's important to do good under all circumstances, and doing good also includes uh, doing good in terms of what the law expects of you as a lawyer and the client, you know, so it actually drives everything that I do. I, I always say, I work from the premise that everyone is good, you know, until they prove me otherwise. But uh, the, the the other thing about me believing in God, it's it's I I just live life 
the way I believe I should live it regardless of what other people are saying or doing. You know? Well, you set yourself a, a quite a high standard mm. then. And I would imagine that sometimes you, you do meet difficult clients. Um, what for you is the best way to handle these difficult clients? Well, it's to actually assist them. Um, I mean, uh, recently actually I was advising a client and I said to them, cutting corners does not help. You know, uh, there are times when you think if I do it this way quickly, then I've got my solution. But the next thing you'll be coming back to me a few years down the line saying, why did you advise me to do it this way? Mm-hmm. You know, so I always um, uh, advise clients to do what is right. And what is right is within the context of the law. You know, because if you do that and you believe what you're doing is right, then you're not going to worry, you know, about a transaction that you're working on that somebody's going to attack, you know, that transaction. You know, so I think that is a way of making clients realize that, you know, there's a way of doing things. You know, we operate within a legal system. It's important that whatever advice we give, you know, it's still, you know, acceptable in terms of the laws, you know, that apply to that particular, you know, transaction. And I think once a client realizes that, it becomes easier, you know, to look for solutions within the confines of the, of the law. How, how big is the legal fraternity in South Africa? And, and how much do you all know about each other's business? I mean, it seems to me when you, when you look at it from an outside point of view, you've got all these firms, they're actually competing for clients, they're competing for business, but it's also quite close-knit. Everybody sort of knows each other, especially in specialist areas like commercial law, You'll know who the other guys are at the various other firms. Um, is there a competitive relationship or is there a friendly kind of understanding? How does it work? I think you find both. Um, and in most instances, I think uh, it's more about the individuals who are involved in transactions. You know, they are those who believe they know it all. And therefore, when you're involved in a transaction, that will be the attitude but there are those who, who are there to assist clients. You know, I always say commercial law is actually about building something as opposed to litigation where there is a problem and people are fighting. <laughs> you know, but as commercial lawyers, we, we're supposed to be assisting clients to actually make business. That, that's, that's what we do, and that should be the attitude. And, and I, mean, I, can, I can say there are a lot of uh, good colleagues out there. As much as we compete but we always look uh, at what is in the best interest of the, of the clients. And most importantly, it's never personal, you know, and we should never personalize that because we, we are building. And, and uh, who knows, the next thing we'll be working on the same transaction. And if you're bringing two businesses together, they're going to work together. So imagine mm-hmm. uh, after fighting, they'll be blaming those lawyers who actually were very difficult because by <laughs> then they will be friends. So it should never be personal. That's, that's, that's how it should be in my view. What's your favorite part of, of practicing law? It's actually closing a transaction uh, because it's not always easy um, in, in terms of starting a transaction from the beginning and seeing it to, to the end. Because along the way, there may be things that uh, clients realize, you know what, I thought this was going to be a good transaction, but it's not. And therefore, we're not going ahead with the with a transaction. So starting does not guarantee you that you're going to close a transaction. So for me, you know, seeing clients shaking hands, it's like, well, we as lawyers have done our job because we have managed to bring them together and now they are in this commercial relationship. 
How do you reward yourself after something like that? I just go home, uh, hug my wife, talk to the kids, and enjoy life go to, at home. Go to sleep with a big smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, you know that, that's what I do. But there's that thing called switching off. You know, I, I uh, generally when I first meet uh, candidate attorneys, I say to them, um, "You you are not a lawyer." But just make sure that you're not going to be struck on, uh, off the role of lawyers even before you are on the role. And that talks to confidentiality. As much as I go home, I'll say, baby, it was a great transaction. But you can't give her details. I can't give the details. <laughs> you know. Incredible. Well, thank you for sharing some of the details with us. It's a great pleasure to speak to you. Thank you, Jack. Sure. You've been listening to Fluxman's Attorneys for the Love of Law. For more information, go to fluxmans.com.